Welcome to the Resources for Integrated Care webinar, Improving Accessibility in Provider Settings. This podcast is excerpted from a webinar presented live on February 21, 2018. In this podcast, Van Wilson, Project Manager for Colorado's Medicare Medicaid Demonstration Program, discusses strategies for addressing accessibility challenges and shares recent successes in the state of Colorado. First, a big thank you to CMS and Lewin for the opportunity to highlight some of the work that we've done in Colorado that was made possible through Colorado's Medicare Medicaid demonstration. So I'm going to speak to some of the challenges that we encountered and and, uh, overcame to some degree, um, really engaging in this work from uh, the Medicaid uh, perspective. I hope this is helpful for those of you uh, coming from the health plan perspective as well. Next slide. Uh, when we began this work, we had to be really realistic about the challenges of improving accessibility in the healthcare field and in working in this landscape. So it was, it was important to assume that most providers wanted to do the right thing. All providers wanted to do the right thing. Uh, it was also um, important to realize that the ADA can require providers to implement real and significant initiatives that carry very real uh, cost and resource implications. We had to take these these concerns seriously. Uh, from the providers. Um, It was also, we had to be realistic about Medicaid's limitations. Uh, We realized pretty early on that we had some limited jurisdiction to really enforce ADA requirements and that really this was a function of the Office of Civil Rights. Um, We found that we needed to implement strategies that didn't, or that, that rather avoided scaring providers away. Uh, Pat mentioned that partnership approach, and it was really key, uh, finding a provider champion or a facility facility manager champion was really critical in in making um, real changes to the provider office. Uh, It was important to focus on engagement and participation of providers, and as as Pat mentioned, finding the right office staff, facility managers, risk managers, uh, really found the the comprehensiveness of our tool um, to be to be very valuable when they did their jobs. Ultimately, we found success with those actionable, concrete items that providers could take uh, to implement and address to to improve accessibility. Um, Next slide. Some of the challenges that we encountered with the states really had to do with our role as a payer, as a Medicaid uh, state agency. So first and foremost, we had to maintain network adequacy. We, we worked in a, or, and are working in a fee-for-service environment. We needed to maintain enough providers that contracted with Medicaid to serve all of our members. Uh, for that reason and for our limited jurisdiction, we ultimately landed on a voluntary approach uh, for providers due to our concerns about the scope of our authority. Uh, what, what we found through these assessments is that uh, unfortunately, in some cases, the provider capacity to address these opportunities identified by the tool were fairly limited, and we'll speak to that here in just a moment. Um, a, a few things that kept providers at arm reach uh, to, and from engaging in proactive strategies, uh, as Pat mentioned, the fears of litigation and, and potential ADA violations, the fear of having the, quote, ADA police inside their office, um, and then finally, providers really resented the time and effort uh, in, in some degree, to some degree, that was spent on an unfunded mandate, uh, which is the ADA for capital improvement costs. And this is a, an unfortunate reality of the ADA. 
and a limitation in, in, in the landscape that we're working in. Next slide. We did learn a number of lessons. It wasn't all challenges. Um, we did learn a, a, a lot of lessons while implementing this tool. Uh, as I mentioned before, using that collaborative, non-threatening approach with providers is critical. Um, our partnership with the Independence Center in Colorado Springs was critical, and, and truthfully, Pat's role and his personality uh, in the provider office really put, put the, the providers and the offices, office staff at ease. Uh, and help them to see that we were there to really help them and not to get them in trouble, uh, put frankly. Um, providers were much more willing to make improvements if they saw the business case, uh, and that was, that was a, kind of a, a key place to start our work. As I mentioned, it was really important for Medicaid, the payer, to partner with a community organization. And uh, in particular, we found that the Centers for Independent Living were uh, very well uh, set up within their community to do this type of work. And in Colorado Springs, we worked very closely with the Independence Center. Um, engaging providers with low-cost practical improvements, uh, we found really kind of piqued their interest and, and perhaps opened the doors to larger assessment or improvement efforts. Um, and then finally, we had to understand that proper engagement with providers really required internal champions within their office and, and required their time and their money. Uh, and that limitation is very real, uh, and it's often very limited. And I would argue this is where outside funding and, and perhaps foundation funding can assist with the effort. Next slide. Some of our recent successes here in Colorado, uh, due to our strong partnership with the Independence Center in Colorado Springs, most of our initial assessment efforts were focused around that area. Uh, and so what we found recently, uh, those providers who had the initial assessment a number of years ago um, have kept this as a high priority within their practice. And so we've, we've, we've heard recently that a number of those providers have committed to making tangible improvements within their clinics by purchasing accessible equipment. Uh, one of our PACE providers in that area, they've ordered 10 accessible exam tables. Uh, and two of our providers committed to buying uh, accessible exam tables and Hoyer lifts, uh, which we saw in the video, uh, are used for lifting people from a wheelchair to an exam table or, or to another procedural, procedural instrument. Next slide. So some of our next steps here in Colorado, how do we expand this work? Um, we, we did encounter some significant challenges with the assessment and technical approach. Pat mentioned the length of this. Uh, with ADA, I think we all kind of understand to some degree that the devil's in the details. Uh, it does matter when it comes down to inches and the height of particular things within an office. Uh, so for that reason, we, we, continued, we continue to and in the past few years continued to work with stakeholders to determine more palatable strategies for providers, uh, which in our case really took attack towards provider education and training. Um, my last bullet here, very proud to kind of share with you all a series of training videos that we developed here in the state that were based upon the technical elements of, the, of our, our disability competent care assessment tool, um, but really hoped to convey the experience of persons uh, living with disabilities and the challenges that they encounter on a daily basis when trying to access those most basic of preventative services. Um, I would encourage you there to check out our link. 
Uh, you'll see all seven videos there, as well as a link to our Disability Competent Care Assessment Tool, uh, which will provide you kind of a comprehensive list of, of all three of those pillars that Pat mentioned. Um, thank you for the opportunity again to kind of present about some of the work we've done in Colorado. Thank you for listening. This podcast is presented by the Lewin Group and is supported through the Medicare-Medicaid Coordination Office at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. MMCO is dedicated to helping beneficiaries enrolled in Medicare and Medicaid have access to seamless, high-quality health care that includes a full range of covered services in both programs. To support providers in their efforts to deliver more integrated, coordinated care, MMCO is developing technical assistance and actionable tools based on successful innovations and care models. To learn more about current efforts and resources, please visit our website or follow us on Twitter for more details. Our Twitter handle is at integrate underscore care.